0: Occurred to you that if anyone lives long enough with someone else, eventually both personalities begin to merge. A man begins to look like his dog. A cat takes on the traits of his mistress. A man and wife find out unexpectedly how much the thinking of each has affected the other. Of course, in the beginning, the effect is unconscious or subconscious. The partner affected may not realize what is happening. If indeed anything is happening at all. Contradictory? Yes, but then this is what this story is all about. Especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Terry Keane and Joe Silver. It is sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule. I'll be back shortly with Act One. <laughs> Harry and Flo Betts have been married for 23 years. Harry and Flo have argued for 23 years. Oh, mostly the normal bickering that may go on between any married couple. But the most regular argument is about their taste in TV shows. Flo is addicted to the soap opera. Harry is a certified sucker for science fiction. Both of them would scorn the idea that either could influence the other in their preferences.
1: And yet...
2: Yeah. What kept you up so long?
1: Well, I had to see the
2: end of the show, didn't I? And hey, you should have stayed. Oh, I couldn't. That science fiction stuff makes me nervous. Yeah. Welcome. Do you know? It would be so scary if it was true. But it isn't. It's just entertainment. Hmm.
1: Oh, the end of it was a real thrill. When that super spacecraft came down out of the sky with all the special effects, and then those people came out... What uh, people? The planet people. You know, the ones from a different dimension. It is really mind-blowing.
2: They, 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 they didn't mean any harm? No. They
1: always come in peace.
2: Well, they scare me. I mean, the whole face thing scares me silly. All those funny people with their machines and we're helpless to do anything about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, they could take over the world tomorrow and pour it down the drain.
1: Yeah, yeah, shove over let me sit down here next to you. Look, it's it's only a pretend world flow
2: Not the way you take it, Harry. It's very real to you, and you make it awfully real to me.
1: You don't believe that I really go for all this sci fi stuff.
2: What are you talking about? You eat it up.
1: Yeah, it's entertainment, sure. Harry.
2: You're trying to tell me that you don't believe there are all kinds of little men and things floating out in space oh, yeah. who are ready to take over the world and destroy look, look, it,
1: huh? Flo, I just enjoy the shows, that's all. You
2: wouldn't if you didn't think that's how it really is. Ah, oh,
1: that's silly. You like the stories in the afternoon, right? Well, you're not about to tell me that's the way life really is. I mean, the way it's lived on the average daytime serial.
2: I think they are very true to life. Oh, come on. by and
1: large. By and large? How about this dame on your favorite? Married three times, widowed once, divorced twice, three children, one illegitimate.
2: That isn't true. She thought she was married to Drake, but her former husband was supposed to have died in Brazil, only he didn't. Uh, And that was how Margaret came to marry Drake, thinking her husband was dead when all the time he wasn't. Well,
1: the point I'm trying to make is you watch the serials, I watch science fiction. Well... That doesn't mean either one of us has to swallow it all whole. Come on, Phil, the show's not life. There's a lot of difference. Hmm. Okay, I just want to think so. Well, Harry, you've got to see it. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I do. You hammer away at me hard enough, telling me all these crazy plots, so maybe I think I'm wrong. Maybe that's the way life really is.
2: It is. I mean, the soaps are true to life.
1: Okay, well, okay. You win. I'm too tired to argue. i got to turn in.
2: Okay, honey, you do that. We need your sleep. Mm. Oh, uh, what time do you have to be up in the morning?
1: <laughs> Same old drag. Six thirty. What train are you catching? No, I'm riding with Mark tomorrow in his car.
2: Oh, uh, Doctor Tully? Yeah. Well, you're getting to be quite good friends since he moved up here.
1: Huh? Mm-hmm. He's a good guy for a shrink. Well, these days you can never tell when a psychiatrist might come in handy. What is that supposed to mean? Oh, nothing. Just a bum joke. Good night, for, uh, can, we, can we catch some shut I? All
2: right, Harry. Shall I turn out the light? Oh, please. Good night. Mm-hmm. Harry? Mm-hmm. How did the show turn out? Mm-hmm. Did those, uh, you know, robot things come back and plant that? Green slimy vine that smothered everything.
1: Oh, Flo. What's the difference? And it's only a story. What do you care? Will you, will you let me sleep? All
2: right, I'm sorry, darling. I, I I know you need it.
1: Will you stop fussing over me like I was a metal case or something? We both need it. Yeah, of course we do. Over pieces, we say goodnight.
2: All right, I won't say another word. You just rest and relax. Don't
1: we'll stop worrying. It's just like she knows exactly what to say so I can't relax. That sticky, patronizing, understanding tone of voice that makes me grind my teeth and, and think of murder. You think I'm kidding? <laughs> but it's, it's a situation that recalls all sorts of parts of the mixed up plots Florence is forever telling me from her daily shows. You know, I'm I'm 45 years old, and entering what everyone wants to tell me is the the dangerous age, you know? You know, and all the soaps, the men start chasing young women, the marriages break up. Or if there's some way they can't, well, then the guy starts thinking of how else he can get rid of his wife. And that's when they get on to the murder trials in the story. But you don't do that, I mean... I guess there isn't a husband in the world who, at one time or another, hasn't been ready to murder his wife. But in his mind, what the heck? You don't do it for real,
2: do you? So maybe I do talk to him too much about my shows. Well, they're all I have, and I'm stuck out here in the suburbs could never have any children talked about adopting now we've left it too late what do i have to talk about except other people's lives the ones i can live vicariously on the tv it is just a step from being real it's not like the shows harry watches now they scare me he can shrug it off afraid that someday one of these crazy stories will turn out to be true. More coffee, Harry?
1: Oh, uh, No, no thanks, boy. Well, I got, I got to
2: get moving. Will you be home in the regular train?
1: Uh, I, uh, no, I guess not. Uh, we're doing the Heminger Trust books today. I expect to be tied up till pretty late.
2: Well, you're not driving to the station, so I thought you might want me to pick you up on the way home.
1: Oh. Oh, no, no. No, I'll probably be real late. I'll grab a cab. What's your day like?
2: Oh, I don't know. I'll call Grace Tully, I guess, see if she wants to watch the shows with me. It's a big day. What is? The daytime serials. Friday. (laughs) Murdering me, Emma? Hmm, some others are more intellectual. Yeah. Like Audrey Gray is having the brain operation, and poor little Mary still hasn't been told that Sam is dead. Oh, boy. But five in the family is the most important. Okay. How's that? Well, today is the day Drake finds out Margaret and he aren't really married and that his son is a... Well, you know, I mean, born out of wedlock. Oh, boy, that ought to rock him. Listen, with his New England background, he'll never understand. And he has such a violent temper.
1: Uh, spare me the details. Uh, uh, Dr. Tully just drove up. Uh, Harry?
2: Yeah? Uh, aren't you going to kiss me goodbye?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Here. Sure. Uh, what do you do for dinner?
2: Um, I don't know, maybe I'll have it over at Tully's with Grace... Well, maybe I'll just have it alone. Alone? Who else would I have it with? Yeah.
1: Who else? Oh, look. Let's let's make it definite. I won't be home till around midnight, so uh, you're on your own. Well Let me ask you a question. Why not? I can't promise
3: an answer. A psychiatrist? We only listen to problems, Harry. We we don't solve them. We leave that up to the patient. Well, I'm not a patient. Mm-hmm. In case, you're lucky.
1: You've uh, just saved yourself 50 bucks. <laughs> One, ask away. Uh, Mark, is, is there any such thing as male menopause? Well, uh, what are your symptoms? Well, uh, well look, uh, don't get me wrong. Before me... Well, no. I mean, all in all, it's a good marriage, and mm-hmm. the, the sex thing is, uh, well, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was it's okay, but you know, recently I, I don't like myself for it. But I get to noticing girls and kind of, you know, dreaming how it'd be if, uh, <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> why don't you join the club the ancient order of the wahoo bird what? Yeah, the bird that flies backwards because it doesn't care where it's going it just wants to see where it's been <laughs> and it uh, regrets all the lost opportunities oh no it's not that, it worries me well, uh, even if the ladies were willing the ones who catch your eye that is you're afraid you'd turn up wanting
1: forget it, Lanny just stick to the dreams it's normal it's not so much my dreams that worry me uh, it's flow i'm gone all day lots of nights now, how do i know she
3: isn't up with, with somebody well how do you know she
1: is why well, don't <laughs> there's your answer don't borrow trouble i can't help it our marriage is coming apart at the seams mark i need help
2: Come on in. Only for a sec, honey. I've got to cancel our date for today. You mean we can't watch the soaps together? Not today, Flo. But, Grace, today's the big day. Don't you want to know if Drake's violent temper will push him as far as murder? Oh, they'll probably hold that out till Monday. Anyways, you can always fill me yeah, in. Yeah, but that isn't the same as living through. Well, I've got something else to live through. Well, Tommy went on strike, and the principal is fit to be tied. He's making noises about it, spelling him. A ten-year-old? What's he got to go on strike about? Something about a substitute teacher who doesn't know how to handle the class. Tommy and five other kids walked out and locked themselves in the second floor storeroom. What did they do that for? They issued an ultimatum that unless they get their regular teacher back, they won't go back to the classroom. <laughs> and you think soap opera heroines have got trouble? <laughs> well, I'm on my way to the school now as an arbitration committee of one. Oh, kids! Well, listen, it shouldn't take you long, should it? Who knows? <laughs> but the sooner I get there, the sooner I find out. Well, if you can get back, I'll try, but but don't count on it, honey. Oh, hey, your program's on now. You better make track. Oh, okay, I will. Bye, Grace. And where does the time go? Already nearly five after. Oh, no. Don't tell me the TV's gonna break down. Let me see. Do I have the right channel? Yeah. Two. Oh, please, don't go out on me now, TV set. it.
0: Flo Betts pays little attention to the words that are spoken. The images on the screen are all that concern her. A man and a woman in strange and unfamiliar clothing against a background of complex instruments. For the moment, it all means nothing more than that some science fiction show has preempted her favorite soap opera. Perhaps that's all it is. Supposing the explanation is not so simple, I shall return shortly with Act Two. Fellow Americans! We left Flo Betts tuned in to her favorite soap opera, staring at two unfamiliar figures. Not human, but humanoid. One a female by the sound of her voice, the other a male. They are clothed in indeterminate garments of gray, and they seem to be in some sort of laboratory or electronic workshop. Flo might be listening in fascination to what they have to say, except that she is annoyed at being deprived of the show she wanted to see. Her first reaction has been to call the offending network station.
2: Yes, I... I am still waiting. Thank you. G- Hello? Uh, yes, that's right. I sure do wish to make a complaint. Uh, it... Oh, they told you what it is. Well, what is the explanation? Well, that's impossible. I'm looking at what you're broadcasting right now, and it certainly isn't five in the family. It's some sort of science fiction show. Yes. There are two people, a man and a woman, I guess. I don't know. You can't tell from the way they're dressed. And then they're in some sort of laboratory. Oh. Uh. I, oh, excuse me. Um. <laughs> I guess I have to apologize. Uh. The regular program is on now. I'm sorry. Uh. It must have been some sort of accident. Maybe. Had to be. I must have been cross-channels or something. Me, Except, oh, I wish I really felt that was the answer. Hello. Uh, Grace, it's Flo. Oh, hi, Flo. You just caught me coming in. Yeah, everything all right at school? All is tranquil. Big peace pipe has been smoked. Uh, Tommy's not going to be expelled. No, the axe has been lifted. He's on sort of probation for the moment. Everything's hunky-dory now. Till the next crisis. Well, I'm so glad. Why didn't I'm back here. Oh, it was kind of late, hun. I figured I'd blown most of the shows. Yeah, well, I just wish you had because, um, I want to talk to you about one of them. Talk to me now. I'm free and easy. I'm not over the phone, Grace. So, call your spot. My place or your place. Would you mind coming here? I'm, uh, I'm sort of monitoring the set uh, just in case. I, I didn't get that. Well, no way you could till I tell you. Grace, a a little bit earlier today, I just had the strangest experience. Well, uh, save it all till I get there, Flo. You're sure you saw these gray people or whatever they were? Of course. And the station didn't know about broadcasting any other program? No. No. But while you were talking to them, there was suddenly this buzzing, scrambled kind of noise, and the regular picture came on. Yes, like I told you. Uh, it must have been some sort of an accident. Well, what do you mean? Someone pushed the wrong button or something, and like as soon as you called attention to it, they got busy and pushed the right one. And bingo, back on comes five in the family. Yeah, you, you think so? But... But what was this other show? Who knows? Ask Harry. He's the big science fiction bug. Maybe he knows. No, I don't want to ask Harry. Why not? Oh, Grace. Harry and me. uh, I don't know. All of a sudden, everything's like... uh, It's just like crumbling. We're like two people who don't know each other anymore where we're going. Oh, no. Come on, slow. Don't let it get you. That kind of thing happens now and then. Everyone quarrels. No, it isn't a quarrel. Oh, Grace. I don't know. I guess I just haven't anything to hang on to like you and Mark. I mean, no children. The only reason for Harry and me is, is us. And we're not right anymore. Everything about us is just going wrong. And now this, this warning or whatever it is from outer space. Grace, why would I see or imagine those two strange people? Well, Flo, you you know how Harry is about sci-fi. He's a nut on the subject. Maybe he's just got you so uptight about it. that I was dopey enough to imagine I saw something that never happened. Well, I I didn't mean that exactly. (laughs) But if I did that, I really would be heading for the bend, wouldn't I? Nothing like that's going to happen to you, Flo. Listen, Grace, promise me... You'll watch the show with me for a few days. Maybe the other show will cross it again, and then I won't feel too bad. But if it doesn't... If it doesn't, that'll prove you were just overtired or all revved up and had some kind of daydream. No, it will prove one of two things. Either I am taking a trip down Funny Street or else... Or else what? Or else... There actually is someone out there who's trying to get in touch. And for some reason or other, they've selected me. Mark, what could I have said to
3: her? Just just what you did, Grace. Only it puts me in an awkward position. Why? Well, because... Harry is going to start some sessions with me. You see, he feels he needs some adjustments.
2: The same uh, same kind of thing as Flo?
3: No, no, no nothing like that. Just the uh, run-of-the-mill anxieties at his age.
2: Well, is that what's the matter with Florence? Roy know that without clinical observation but this hallucination is uh, seeing space people hearing well who knows a
3: technical accident probably and if not an aberration a sort of a waking dream to placate Harry's special interest to cover up some sort of inferior uh, inferiority oh but I'm not going to get caught up in hangnail psychology now let's see if her delusions persist now, uh, stick with your friend for a week or so, Grace, and, you know, see how it develops. Okay. I'm sure it's a storm in a teacup and Flo's first encounter with the world beyond will be our last.
4: Hundred. what are you doing here? You're still trying to reach them, Claygo? Of course. You know what you are risking. Suspended animation at best. more probably disintegration. Why, go why? You know as well as I do, Gunwink, the threat of attack from Betelgeuse Cluster. We must engage a minor little planet like Earth to protect our flag. Why do you risk your life for a tiny planet like Earth? Because they are innocent in this and they should be warned. Can they stand against our arms? One mother ship could wipe out all resistance. If they try to resist, but if they welcome us as friends and allies, we still could coexist together in peace. We must warn them not to resist. But how can you reach them, Tragon? They don't speak like us. whistic transcomputer. Where did you get the infinite box? This one I built for myself over a long period of time. If I can only adjust the circuits and the frequencies without the master equation log, I should be able to reach them
2: before it is
4: too late.
2: Who is it? Did this come in? It's Grace. I can't. The door's locked. Oh, uh, just a minute. Sorry, I'm late. Never mind that. Come in. Quick. You can see. See what? The outer space people. They are on now. Quick. I, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Chloe. But that's Margaret from Five in the Family. She She's going upstairs to her bedroom. I recognize the house. It's the Graves' house. No. It can't be. They... We're there. Claygor and Gundrick. Who? The ones who want to help to warn us. (laughs) Funny names. What are they? New characters in the show? No. No. They're space people from some Grace, they were there. And now they're not. Grace, hold on to me. I think I must be going crazy. Oh.
3: Come in, Harry. Come in. Come on. I've been waiting for you.
1: Why, am I am I late,
3: Mark? No, no, you're uh, right on the dot. Listen, I uh, called you down at the office, but you'd already left. Uh, sit down, would you? <laughs> what, don't I get the full treatment? No couch? <laughs> well, I'm afraid it isn't you who's uh, going to be my patient, Harry. What do you mean? I don't want to alarm you, but... Uh, has your wife ever spoken to you about hallucinating? delusion? About what? About anything. Has she ever mentioned having delusions?
1: No. Why?
3: How? Oh. Well, I uh, just had a call from my wife. She's with Florence now. Oh, Flo's all right, Harry. She's all right. Now, Grace persuaded her to take a couple of tranquilizers at my suggestion. What's the matter with Flo? She says she, says she saw or thought she saw it.
1: Some people from another planet on the TV screen. Flo, watching a sci-fi show? <laughs> That's a new one. She's always been scared to death of them. Well,
3: apparently they interrupted one of the regular daytime serials she watches. And, uh,
1: no, well, that isn't the first time it's happened. Wait, look, Mark, I don't get all this. So what? Somebody put the wrong tape on or something? Florence checked the
3: station the last time. And Grace double-checked again today.
1: the Nothing like that happened. on oh, no, wait a minute. You're not suggesting these two jokers from, from Saturn or wherever they come from were for real? No, hardly. But Florence is. What's the matter with her? Is she
3: nuts? Uh, well, that is not exactly the scientific term, Harry. But I think there's enough evidence of psychiatric trauma present to suggest that for her own sake, that she should be examined by a competent psychiatrist.
1: Oh. Oh, so that's what you meant by saying she should be your patient instead of me. No, it doesn't have to be me, Harry.
3: But my urgent advice is that it should be somebody. And I believe that Florence herself would welcome it. Mm-hmm. It.
0: To paraphrase that classic psychiatric case, Hamlet, Prince of Denmark, to see or not to see, that is the question. Obviously, Florence Betts sincerely thinks she sees two people who can only be imaginary. Or could they actually be real? I'll return shortly with Act Three. Friends. in the range of human behavior or beliefs that could shock or surprise a psychiatrist. Yet, for once in his life, As he examines Florence Betts, Dr. Mark Tully finds himself half-believing her nonsensical story of these two creatures from outer space. And since all the evidence of his trained mind has to reject the story and probe for the roots of her delusion, he finds himself involved against his will in trying to talk her out of it rather than permitting her to argue
3: it out for herself. You realize that these two people must be fantasies, Florence.
2: I realize no such thing, Dr. Tully. They are very real
3: to me. Yes, but most fantasies are.
2: These are not fantasies. All right, Florence. All right. Prove it to me. I can't, and you know I
3: can't. Well, why do they appear to you alone? Why doesn't anybody else see them?
2: I don't know.
3: They appear to you on a medium that millions of people watch for us. Now, does it make any sense that you are the only one that they reveal themselves to? Oh, well, of
2: course it doesn't.
3: Helen, well, can we face the fact together that they are some sort of, uh, some sort of delusion? No. Well, why not?
2: <laughs> if you want to be so darn reasonable, why?
3: Oh, I beg your
2: pardon? Why? would i conjure up something like this i mean watching my favorite show concentrating on characters that i know are not really real but that seems that way to me why would i dream up two people so foreign and so alien to anything in my own experience well
3: perhaps they're not so alien after all and what does that mean well perhaps they're uh An unconscious or subconscious reaching for someone who is the antithesis of them. But someone from whom you become estranged. Someone you want to call back to you. Well, I
2: I don't follow all that. Well,
3: think it through with me, Florence. How long have you and Harry been married?
2: Ask me straight out like that and I have to think. Uh, Twenty, no, 22 years. No children? No. Why? I don't want to talk about that. Why? It's... It's something that hurts. Why? Because it's my fault. There are physical reasons I can't. Then why not adopt? We talked about it so many times, but... Uh, It wasn't all that important to Harry. He was happy the way it was. And you? Oh, I would have liked... Since it wasn't possible. I I don't know. I suppose it was all right with me, too. Well, then why the guilt? What guilt? Well, you
3: seem to feel you let Harry down.
2: Well, I guess I let him down in a lot of ways.
3: Is that why you dreamed up this Gundrick and this Klagor?
2: I did not dream them up.
3: They seem to be here. Why would I dream them up? Well, it's Harry's hobby, isn't it? Science fiction? Something else you couldn't share?
2: Well, it's not that I don't want to. I'm just scared of it. Why? It seems too real to me. I mean, Harry can take it or leave it alone somehow with me. It's it's just too real. Well, I wonder why. I don't know. Uh, could it be maybe? Because
3: it's an area where you can create a, a sort of children, a, a family of your own. You know, just like the serials, the soap operas.
2: Well, now, isn't that silly? Why would I dream up something like that?
3: Well, maybe to get your husband's attention.
2: If I want to get my husband's attention, I can think of a lot more direct ways to get it. Now, face
3: the fact, Florence, it isn't that way at all. Haven't you been having some marital problems lately?
2: That is really none of your business. Well, it
3: is if it has any bearing on these hallucinations you've been having
2: recently. I keep telling you, it's not a hallucination. Florence
3: people from outer space interfering with the daily soap opera? Now, does that make any rational sense? Maybe not, but I know that... If you are is- not fantasizing, then
2: what other explanation is there? The truth. What none of you will admit to, what none of you will listen to, that they are there, that they're real, that they exist,
3: I thought it would be a good idea for us to drive in together again today and talk the whole thing out.
1: There's not much to talk about, is there? Do you think you think she should be put away, don't you? Did I ever suggest any such thing? No, of course not. Well, what
3: then? Well, I think she needs some pretty extensive therapy. Well, we will handle that? I will, of course. Uh, Grace will keep an eye on her like today and... With any luck, I I think we can bring her around. Huh?
1: With your personal help? Well, it's the least thing I can do for a friend. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm glad I never got to be a patient of yours. Well, that would never have worked out. Besides, you see, you don't have any real problems. Oh. Huh? All right, it's your wife that needs Oh, sure, sure, Mark. Sure, you don't have to draw any pictures. I can do that myself.
4: You it's too dangerous for you. Give it up. I can't not now. Now that I found her. Found who? By control. A true sensitive. Someone I know will receive my message. How can you know? The response is strong, Gundrich. I can even hear it think its name. An Earthling. A female. Are you in touch with her? Yes. There was some alien presence with her, but it is gone now. I must reach her quickly before it is too late for her planet. Or for you. If you should be discovered. It's worth the risk to avoid galactic war. urgent message one of our mother's spaceships is about to violate your airspace do not treat it as an enemy or you will start galactic armageddon treat it as a friend and we can make a contact to preserve the universe go to your leaders Keep them from taking action against us as an enemy trap, and we can have peace. I can only hope you read me, for if you don't, the peace of all
2: the universe. Is. I made it a nice cup of coffee to have while we're watching. Oh, you have the show on already? The ending of the first act, huh? What happened? I don't know. I didn't see five in the family. You you don't mean you thought you saw... Oh, now, now, wait a minute. Don't turn this bed off, Grace. Flo, it isn't good for you to watch. I thought you saw those creatures again, didn't you? I didn't think I did see them, and you must have seen them, too, when you came in. All I saw was Drake storming out of the room, and then a big close-up of Margaret crying with the music. You didn't see. Didn't you hear? Hear what? The warning. What warning? From Clagor about the mothership. The... Mothership? The spacecraft that's coming to land here. From where? From somewhere out there. What's it coming here for? To negotiate. What? With something about bases, defensive ones. The point is that we can't consider them as an enemy and fire on them or else they'll wipe us out. When are they coming? I don't know. But soon, very soon. Where are you going? I'm going to call somebody, anybody who might believe me. Who? I don't know. The FBI, the CIA, the president. They have got to know what I know.
3: Did she actually call or try to call any of them, Grace? She got the White House mark and a polite brush off. The CIA, she had no way of reaching. She's calling the FBI now on the other phone. Well, uh, is she rational? this one subject. I'm afraid she'd better be hospitalized. Uh, I stick with her, darling, until I make what arrangements I can
1: with Harry. Oh, gee, Mark, you couldn't have called me at a worse time. What's the matter? Well, I was just leaving for Washington on an order for the biggest client we have. I can't let him down. Uh, how long are we going, Harry? Well, tomorrow and maybe the following day, three days at the most. uh uh-huh.
2: Look, don't worry. I'll
1: handle things. Will you? Will you hospitalize her? Now that might be a little difficult unless it's a real emergency. But Grace will be with her. We'll take care her. I'm going to thank you, Mark. Let's hope by the time I get back from Washington, I'll have my head screwed on again and the flow will too. <laughs> straight from the plane.
2: Oh, it's good to see you, Harry. Where's Flo? Upstairs? No, no, she's in the living room. How, how is she? Well, she's she's all right. Everything's fine, really, except her complete absorption in this, this strange delusion. She's still having me? Not for two days. We, I've managed to keep her away from the TV. Has it helped? I wish I could say yes. I honestly don't think so. Nor does Mark. She, she's fretting about it.
1: Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll handle it from here on in.
2: It may be more than you can. Just call Mark, if, if it is. He asked me to tell you that, Harry. I will. Grace, how, how can I thank you? No thanks necessary. What are friends for? Good luck, Harry. And Yes? Take it easy with her. Whatever it is that's bothering her, it isn't small. She's been through a ringer. I'll remember.
1: Uh, I'll do my best. Thanks again, Grace. Hello,
2: Flo. Oh, Harry. How are you? Oh, Harry, we don't matter very much. There's something a lot bigger going on. Honey.
1: Honey. Um, Mark and Grace have uh, told me about...
2: About my hallucinations. Yes, I know. No one believes in them, not even you. But you see, they are not hallucinations. Oh, Harry. If only I could convince someone that... Maybe now I can. There. There it is. It's coming at last. One. Can't you see it on the screen? The mothership from outer space. Can't you see it? Sure,
1: I can see it. It's just another program, Flo. It's a darn good effect. It always
2: looks real. Harry, don't you understand? It's what I've been begging you to understand. This isn't any fantasy. It's here. What's here? Tomorrow. The new world. If you don't believe what you see on the screen, you go look out the window. All right, Flo. I'm going to call your bluff. Yes, why don't you do that?
1: There is something in the sky.
2: It's heading right down on us. And The terror is, where do we go from here? What do you mean? Do we allow them to land in peace? Or do we treat them as another enemy? If we fire on them, they can destroy us. If we don't, how do we know they can't anyway? It's true.
1: What you've been seeing is true.
2: Harry, hold me.
1: Hold me. Well, where do we go from here?
2: I don't know. I don't know the answer to that.
0: Mystery Theater is a theater of the imagination. Could this happen in your lifetime, or in mine, or ever? I don't suppose it matters. We only hope to bend the mind, not shape it. But never forget how far we stretch it. That the tantalizing possibility in every story we bring you is always there. It may not have occurred yet. But the possibility never fails to exist that it could. I'll be back shortly.
4: Take your contact. Take it now. Get your cold. <laughs>
0: To contact. Can your cold medicine fight the congestion, shrink the swollen membranes, help relieve the runny, sneezy, foggy misery caused by every known cold virus? Are you sure? Contact can. Today's contact does all that up to 12 hours, all day, all night, no matter what cold virus attacks. That's the wonder. Contact. If you to contact.
1: Take over as direct air conditioning. FM Radio. Cruise Control. It's the Great Scout Rebate. Make your best deal with your scout dealer. Then take delivery of any 1979 four-wheel drive scout between May 14th and June 15th. And International Harvester will send you a 10% rebate on all factory installed options. It's that simple. The only tough part is deciding which scout you want. The interior. Towing package. High-back bucket seats. International <laughs>